Hello and welcome to the month of August on the Online Warriors podcast. The dog days of summer are upon us. Woof woof. Yeah, why do they call them the dog days? Are the dogs out? I honestly couldn't tell you. There's probably some I mean, contacts out there, but... My, my dog so far in the dog days of summer seems like the same dog as in the other days of summer. But happy Baja Men Month. That's not true. I just been trying to make a who let the dogs out joke. The Baja Men might still be around. Okay, so I Hopefully actually, I just Googled this. To the Greeks and Romans, the dog days occurred around the day when Sirius appeared to rise just before the sun because okay. Sirius is a puppy. So that 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 tracks. Uh, now, we'll go, now we'll Google Baja Men. What are the Baja Men up to? So we went down to the Bahamas a few years ago and we were surprised to learn that the Baja Men are still around. They're just not doing like top 40 stuff. I thought you were going to say, like, we saw the Baja Men. Oh, no. Are really you kidding? Excited. If we saw the Baja Men, I'd be stoked. Yeah, Party be bumping. Yeah, man. Yippee-yay-yo. Classic. What a great song. Used in many children's movies back when I was a kid. Kids love that song. And I love that song still. We're not going to talk about the Baja Men today. We're not going to talk about the Dog Days of Summer today. We already did that. Today, we're going to talk about that app that either you love or your child loves, or in my case, the one that your girlfriend loves tiktok of course you've been hearing the big news about tiktok we'll dive into that we'll dive into what it could mean for microsoft to buy tiktok whether it will happen or not of course we also need to talk about this big disney news that dropped today mulan one of the supposed tent poles for disney i think of this year has officially been moved to streaming but there's a there's a uh, there's a catch and we'll talk about that and then we have news about football and no we're not talking about the nfl and all the stuff that's going on there we're talking about the XFL. Remember that league that was around very briefly and then COVID killed it? Well, it's not quite dead and we'll get to that. But first, let's talk about TikTok. Now, first, you know, again, if people have been hearing a lot of things about TikTok in the past week. Donald Trump decided that China was stealing too much of our data and that he was he claimed he was going to ban TikTok. And then Microsoft came in and said, well, no, we will buy the U.S. arm of TikTok. And my understanding is that they have until September 15th to do so. And there are a number of hoops to be jumped through in order for that deal to actually take place. But before we get into the details of that, I just, I want to ask you guys first, because I actually don't know. Are either of you, either of you TikTok users, do you know anyone who's used TikTok, et cetera? Let's talk, let's share our, our TikTok experiences in a round table. And I'll, I'll go first to kind of, kind of uh, warm things up. I, the TikTok app is on my phone, but... I've never made an account. My girlfriend got TikTok. Ah, oh, man, it was sometime during the pandemic, but that's been so long now. I don't know exactly when. To watch funny videos, basically. Not really not really the girls dancing or anything. We're just like, there's a lot of comedy. It's very much like Vine in that sense. And she got the, the app and she loves it. She uses it every day. And she, I saw her enjoying it. I saw some of the videos, which were funny. And I was like, I'm going to get it. And I, I logged on to it. Well, no, I got the app and I went on to it and they said, make an account. And that was for whatever reason, the water's edge for me. I was like, account? No, thanks. So it's still on my phone, but I never use it. But it's really funny, I have to say. So I, with that in mind, do you guys have similar experiences? Are you guys on the app? So, what are your general opinions of the app, etc.? I don't have the app at all. I've never installed it. I found that anybody who finds a funny video for me to watch will just send it to me and you can watch it in your browser on your phone so you don't really have to download it. And to me, it would just be another social media app. I know I would sink too much time in. So I like it to just be like a slow trickle of stuff. Um, I was really turned off by all of the crazy dances. I don't really understand that. 
I like I get that it's something fun to learn and do and all that kind of stuff. But as someone as like a viewer, I don't know why you would want to watch a bunch of people do the same dance for 30 seconds over and over again. I just personally don't understand that. But there are a lot of cool like DIY stuff on there. I've seen I actually know somebody who posts a lot of like DIY wood projects and has gotten a pretty decent following. And it, I mean, it is pretty cool for that kind of thing. But again, like I'm not really sure why TikTok and why you wouldn't post it on YouTube. Maybe it's just like a visibility thing. I'm not 100% certain. And I, I feel like easier that, to create a video that's so short. I is it? Imagine. I, well, I don't know. But I would say, uh, you know, I mean, think about the videos we create for this, for for our show. I mean, I'm really speaking to Tactic now because Tactic makes a lot of videos that I think are, are probably a significant amount of work and perhaps condensing those down to whatever TikTok's limit is, 15 seconds, I don't even know, would be easier. Or it would be harder in certain cases. It'd be I'm impossible to do my video because of 15 seconds. It would just be, here's a thing. <laughs> the thing for me that I never really understood, and maybe this makes me sound like old and like I'm aging out of hip new apps, which makes me kind of sad, but like why we have Instagram stories, we had Snapchat stories, like most people have kind of moved away from Snapchat now, but like, I don't really understand how it differs from Instagram stories other than it's not owned by Facebook and it's a different company taking your data. It's, I think it's wider reach. I I don't know, but like your Instagram story is only, only has the chance to reach your people who follow you, right? I don't Unless you're a public account. Store. Like if you're a public sure. account, then you can like tag stuff, I think, and everybody can see it. But there's less of a chance. Like t- I think TikTok is designed to, when you put something out there, it just kind of, it, it enters this the river and anyone could see it flowing past them. I don't really, and th- you know, it, obviously of course there's an ebb and flow and as things get more popular, people like more things, those things float to the top. But like it's, I don't know. I think I think the distribution and delivery method is a little bit different for TikTok. I will say, and if you haven't been able to tell by this point, I think TikTok is brilliant. I think it's it sits in a similar place that Vine set, which Vine to me one of the biggest missed opportunities in 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 social media ever. Maybe I thought Vine was absolutely brilliant. You know, the I have a huge respect for people who can take a ten second video or five second video and make it so genuinely comedic and so unique and uniquely funny within that span of time. It's, it's so impressive to me from a comedic standpoint, I guess I should say, I think TikTok is brilliant. I agree that like the dance thing and like the teenage, like some of it flies way over my head and I think it should, but I think in general, I don't want the app to die. I, I mean, I don't care that much. Oh, I definitely don't like want to, see it to die. Survive. I, I just, I You're had lots of questions. Teams. Like I also like, I, I think it's pretty much in the same vein as Vine. And I, I don't understand what makes them different where one succeeded and one did not. No idea. But again, that like it has nothing to do with disliking the app. I just have lots of questions. Personally, for me, I want this deal to go through and I want the app to die. It makes me very uncomfortable and kind of sad. And I'll tell you why. I was. You want the deal to go through, but you want the no. App I mean, to die? fall through, fall through. I want it to fall through. Okay. Yeah. Um, clarifying. <laughs> because I was considering downloading it, and as you know, Facebook is also vastly filled with TikTok content, so. I was considering downloading it, and then I I kept seeing these videos of people doing dances who were majorly the people that fizzled out in high school, and it just made me really, really sad. And I'm like, oh, you're so desperate for views. Make it stop. And so that just kind of made me not want to download or not even want to be a part of that. It just seems like this attention-desperate 
app. I mean, isn't that what all social media so kind of is, say, though? Yeah. Like, you're, describing, you're describing social media at this point. I, I, I know people on Facebook who I think the same exact thing. And, and in that case, I do know that they were the person in high school that fizzled out. Um, not See, the, to name names or call out any demographic specifically. The other thing that's really interesting to me is that when you talk about like a player who's going to buy a social media app, Microsoft is not the one that really screams to mind. And we've seen Microsoft buy so many things. Like obviously they just shut down Mixer and they had the Microsoft band and they had, what was it? The Microsoft, it wasn't Microsoft glasses, but it was the HoloLens and they have these technologies and even the Zune, they have these technologies and when they don't work out right away, they tend to just get rid of them. And since Microsoft really doesn't play in that social media space at all, I'm very curious why Microsoft and what they're going to do to the app. And like, are they going to decoolify it? Because I can totally see, no offense to Microsoft, like I love Microsoft's products, have an Xbox, loved the Zune, loved the Microsoft band, but they do have a habit of like decoolifying things. And I feel like TikTok feels like this hip new thing, but if they slap a Microsoft logo on it, won't people just go somewhere else? Yeah, the thesis for the Zune was like literally, what if we took an iPod and make, made it less cool? That's my, when no I think of the Zune, I think I think less cool iPod. And you can argue it all you want, Dude, but I'm gonna argue Zune, it was way what? more advanced than the iPod. The Zune. So as someone oh who had God. the Zune original and then the Zune HD, the Zune was she, way ahead Zune, of its time. Zune, I was. She's a Zune purist. I was. Um, before I got an iPod, I had two Zunes. And the thing that was re- really cool about it, and that was super before its time, was that one of the major features of the Zune were basically two things. One was a subscription model, kind of like Spotify, where instead of buying songs individually like Apple had you do at the time, you could just pay $10 a month and have access to the entire music library, which now that's where we're at. Most people have a music subscription. They don't buy per song. So that was just way ahead of the time. And secondly, they had this music sharing social feature, which people kind of do now. Like we send people music and stuff like little snippets of music and I think it was just, it was too early because it actually had, instead of using like Wi-Fi or whatever, it actually interfaced with other people's Zooms. So you didn't need to be on a wireless network or anything to do it. And it was just, it was a new technology, but not enough people had it. Exactly. The problem was you had, you had the social feature and it was just you and like, there was, there was some random person in my school and because you had like a username, it wasn't your name out there. Right. And What what was, hang on. What was your username? Honestly, is that too I, much information. I no, I just don't remember. It was like one of my stupid Hello Kitty twenty seven. Did no, it have like a, a it was three axes like, camel case? Was it was it something like, like Lax for Life twenty something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so feel like it. but me and this Great one other Zoom user in my school would send each other because you could send three songs where like you could own the songs rights then or whatever. And we would send three songs every day, have no idea who the other person was, but I got some decent tunes that way. That's like the that's like a plot for a romantic comedy. Yeah, but no one would understand the reference now. Right. I mean, the, 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 you kind of like undid your your plea for the Zune to like you said I had two Zunes and then I got an iPod. Do you know why I got an iPod? Because <laughs> iPod one, <laughs> iPod was cooler. Well, like, yeah, but like Zune I, was ahead of its time technology wise. It just wasn't iPods, deemed cool. Even the commercials now for iPhones are pretty good. Do you remember those old iPod commercials with the person dancing around and they were just colors? Oh, yeah. That was freaking cool, man. And then they, that song they won the would just be back. like everywhere for the next year. 
Right. But I, I don't like it's tough because we should we should get into the into the nuts and bolts of the, of this deal. You know, uh, like I said, they have until September 15th to buy the U.S. arm of TikTok. My understanding based on this article I have from Financial Times is that their plan would actually be to allow TikTok to operate independently. So, so an example that's used in this article is that Microsoft also required LinkedIn or acquired LinkedIn in 2016. LinkedIn did not really change, right? It just exists under the Microsoft umbrella, kind of like Alphabet and Google is my understanding. So my guess is that if this went through, TikTok wouldn't really visibly change. And I also, I don't think it should. It's wildly successful now as it is. The real question is, can Microsoft and China come to an agreement? And I have to kind of agree with you. I don't know why Microsoft is like, yeah, like I don't know what their interest is. But at the same time, like, who, how many companies are there that would step up and buy TikTok? How many companies are there that would that would have the resources to do so, first of all? I mean, you basically have Google, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft. Twitter. And then you're out. Facebook. Okay, Twitter. Yeah, Facebook's got its hands in too much already. I don't know. I mean, these these are all good points. Didn't Twitter uh, 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 own Vine? I could be talking out of my butt here. Someone needs I to fact check me. I think you might be right about that. Uh, but that, for that reason, they probably wouldn't want to get into this scene again because it didn't go so well for them the first time i i think microsoft is of those of the companies i just listed not the most likely candidate but like i also could not picture apple acquiring tiktok i could not picture google acquiring tiktok i think it's going to be a weird fit for any company i mostly question at this point whether china is my understanding again i'm saying my understanding a lot but that's because i'm learning a lot about this is right along with the listeners tiktok is a part of a larger conglomerate in china known as ByteDance, which owns a number of other apps so this this company would be parting with TikTok under very specific circumstances, under the U.S. arm of TikTok. They'd be parting with that under very specific circumstances. Their asking price would probably be quite high. And I think a lot of creative license would continue to fall to the owner. Yeah, it, it, I'm quoting directly from the article now. A deal which is likely, likely to run several billion dollars faces myriad technical and political challenges and will have to satisfy Zhang Yiming, the app's founder his powerful investors both in China and the West and, of course, the Trump administration. So there's a lot of hurdles to be leapt through here. I would love for this to happen, uh, unlike Tactic, who I guess said he wants this app to die a, a painful death. I'm just so uh, skeptical. I don't, I don't think it will. Yeah, I don't think it will. Uh, they I'll have a month to that. jump through all of those hoops. That seems like very unrealistic, in my opinion. The, and I would imagine at least one of those parties that I just mentioned is going to go out of their way to be difficult. <laughs> uh, I guess I don't have to name which one I think specifically, but you can fill in the blank. And September 15th is not not very far away. But some of the dog content, I mean, can we take a second, speaking of the dog days of summer, the dog content on TikTok is pretty unreal. I'm not ready to lose that. And, and also for what it's worth, I feel like we should call out the fact that this app is under fire and in danger of being banned for leaking our data to China when I would imagine there are, I don't know, a thousand other apps that do that. <laughs> Some of them maybe even higher profile than TikTok. So it's really it interesting. A like a, when you get a into in like ocean. data security, in my opinion, like, I don't know. I feel like our data is being leaked to a thousand different people, whether it's going to be a nation or some company. Like our data is out there in the world. If you use an app, your data is out there. Well, here's here's the thing. It's it's they're making actions for government officials to not have these apps on their phones and or, or not have their kids if, if they're in their house having them apps. But like, in my opinion, this kind of thing with social media should have been 
addressed a long time ago. I mean, every yeah, it shouldn't single, matter if it's this app or another app. Every single right. orientation I've been to, they they say, hey, you know, don't put your work stuff on your phone. <laughs> so this seems late to the game to me personally. Right. I mean, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before under different circumstances, but like in terms of like everyone having my data... I've just given myself over to it at this point. <laughs> I'm like, there, there's no fighting it, right? Like you have a conversation with someone, not even related to your phone or on your phone. And you turn around and next thing you know, there's an ad on your phone for something you were just talking about. Everyone who's listening to this podcast for sure has experienced that and know how weird it feels. Um, and like, there's really, we live in a day and age where it's almost impossible to avoid it. We all have computers in our right. houses. We all like our phones are biggest enemies when it comes to data like i think there is a thing and it, it turned out to be like a glitch or something apparently according to instagram but the new apple ios shows when your camera is activated and people were using instagram and the camera was activated and it's just like you know you're, right. you're carrying around this device in your pocket literally everywhere you go your your data's out there there's no conversation that you have that's truly sacred anymore even if you didn't have devices you can't go anywhere where there's no devices so it's just well, there's right not there's that I'm, I'm complacent but there, it's unavoidable at least at this point in our society and it is what it is there's alexa there, i mean even like st- smart tvs pretty soon every tv is going to be smart and then i i mean the window of escaping a company owning your data is growing so small and it's eventually going to be a, a pinhole. So to me, I'm just, like I said, I'm getting myself over to it. Uh, but we want to hear from you on Twitter. Are you a TikTok user? Uh, are you upset that Microsoft is going to be buying it? Are you glad that they're going to potentially save it? Do you think it's going to happen? Uh, of course, I am at OWLady6. We have at OWNerdBomber and at OWTactic. And of course, our main account at OnlineWarriors1. You can hit us, hit us up there, have a conversation with us. And if you're curious... You might as well just download the app. It might be the only time you you can. Uh, but, it, you know, bear in mind as you download it that you're giving your data to China, I guess. So, yeah, TikTok. We want to hear from you about that. Moving right along, we need to talk about Mulan. So, Mulan is, a, is a, again, one of Disney's tent poles. Uh, I think was originally slated for this summer. In any case, it was originally slated for... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I have it in front of me now. Uh, March 27th was the original release date. It was later postponed to July 24th and then to August 21st. Uh, at one point, it was tracking to have the biggest domestic opening of 2020. It's, to me, move on. I think we talked about the trailer on this podcast. It, it, or if not, we talked about it offline, the three of us. The trailer itself was a little controversial in that there, it was shown that it won't be a musical. It's going to be truer to the original legend upon which it's based there's no mushu character uh, which i think people are particularly upset by so it already has a lot of things working against it see the news I, then, I thought it was well, pretty good we can we can debate that but it is now being it's now been announced uh, as of this recording today that it will now be released digitally uh on disney plus on september 4th 2020 but not for free if you are a disney plus subscriber you will have to pay a premium price of $29.99 for a rental, not purchase. And that's a fee on top of the fee you're already paying for Disney Plus monthly. So my, what I've seen on this in the few hours it's been out, widespread blowback <laughs> on this decision. But but I guess uh, first I'll let Nerd Bomber talk about why I don't really have a strong opinion either way on this movie. I, I've seen a lot of people who feel very strongly one way or the other. They, they think the new direction is really cool. They think the new direction sucks and they want the music back. They want Mushu back. I don't have a horse in this race. Nerd Bomber, it sounds like you do. 
Well, I mean, I, I'm not like a super diehard Mulan fan over here, but one of the main criticisms that all of the Disney live action movies have gotten thus far is that they're basically retellings of the cartoon. And this is giving everybody what they supposedly asked for. This is going to be a slightly different interpretation of Mulan. And I do really like the aspect that they're going to go a little bit more traditional because there's really no good way to have a live action movie and then have this... CGI dragon come in with comedy. Like the actual story of Mulan was not this funny haha sing along. It was very serious. Granted, I don't understand when they they added a witch in that I don't get, but overall like I think the interpretation is going to be unique and at least lends me to want to watch it because it's something different than just the cartoon. That Here, here's an idea though. Here, here's an idea. Instead of okay, so you're saying they're taking Mulan and they're making something new out of it. Here's my thing. As someone who's watched Aladdin and, and thought the same thing you just thought, which is it's the same thing as the original, except worse. Just make a new movie. Don't attach Mulan to it. I mean, I understand the legend of Mulan is a good story, but you are surely going to upset people by saying, hey, we're coming up with a new Mulan. People are going to say, oh, I, you know, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. And then they're like, well, no, we're doing this totally different thing. You could easily distance yourself from that and still make a great movie by saying, hey, this is a live action movie we're making that is similar in a lot of ways but is not Mulan. like it but i mean it's, they could it's avoid the story that. of mulan yeah and- I, I couldn't disagree with you more on that I'm, I'm with nerd bomber here you gotta you gotta have a strong female character who's representative of the actual story and the actual characters that's what it needs and to get rid of the fluff frankly that was on there i think that's a bold move and a good move and if you're if you're basically trying to say Disney make a completely new movie, I mean from a business perspective, time and time again, we've seen these live action movies even though quote unquote movie critics so like I enjoy them because I'm just a Disney nerd and I'm going to put my magic glasses on and have fun with it. But like even with movie critics lobbying insults at them because they're basically just retelling the story with CGI or live action, they're making gobs of money. So why wouldn't you continue to do it? because they're dancing on the grave of the golden age of animation that that, like that would be my my first thought i mean i understand what you're saying of course it's all about the money and of course they're gonna make more money if they attach the name mulan to making a big a big tentpole that they want and yes mulan is a good story i would argue that they're not making mulan for the story not at all they're making mulan because they know if they come out with a movie called mulan everyone will go and see it and i think that's a terrible 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 reason maybe that's cynical but that's that's how i feel anyways we 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 should move on from that we should talk about the release model which in my opinion just makes the whole thing even worse Um, this is a a terrible business decision so it is it is it is one of the worst decisions disney uncharacteristically bad choice for disney in my opinion receiving widespread backlash i mean i suppose they've been put in a difficult position by this pandemic right they have to do something but boy, people are not going to pay $30. They're, they're, they put the price point higher than... We've seen, we've seen releases of movies during the pandemic online. I think $20 is the typical price. And Disney said, no, we're Disney. Let's go above that and tack it on to a streaming price, which is just, to so, me, mind-boggling. I think the, the double gatekeeping aspect of the entire thing is really the most egregious error on their part. If they want to argue like, hey, this is a much higher budget movie than Trolls and Scooby-Doo, and so we're going to make it $10 more, I could get that. You know, you go to the movies, especially think about who's going to watch this. You've got a family of people, probably 
two parents and a kid or a parent and a couple kids, you're probably going to net out even if you went to the movie theater, probably actually net out positive because you make cheaper snacks at home. But the thing that I can't wrap my head around is why you would gatekeep it behind also needing a membership for Disney+. And if you already have a Disney Plus membership, that kind of just laughs in your face because the whole point of Disney Plus was to get unlimited access to all of the great titles. And now to make me pay more and pay a premium? Heck no, I'm not going to do that. I know it's going to come free to the service later on down the road. I'm not going to do that. And if I'm, I'm not already subscribing, I'm not going to subscribe and have a whole nother subscription service on my card just to watch one movie. Not going to do it. Buying it and giving in almost feels like it sets sets a precedence that it's acceptable. They should have just put it straight to video on demand like literally every other movie has been doing during this pandemic. They could have justified it saying that it can't go completely free to Disney Plus because it's got too many expenses to balance. And I would have understood that. But putting it on Disney Plus and then telling me I need to pay more... I'm steamed. I don't like that. I was excited the, for Mulan. And I'm just like, mm, not right now. The, so, so most people who I've seen personal opinions from have said what you just said, basically, which is, I mean, I have Disney Plus. I'm just going to wait until it's free because why wouldn't I do that? You know, like it's I, I think this is an, an instance in which I really do think that what we just discussed about Mulan, you know, being this potentially spitting in the face of, of diehard Disney fans I think it's going to come back to bite them because the diehard Disney fans are the ones that have Disney plus and they don't want to see this movie that bad. Like I, I don't know who does want to see this movie bad enough to pay $30 on top of a subscription fee. But I think most, I think even the most ardent Disney fans I know aren't willing to do that. And, and like you said, to, to not just put it on demand, you know, it, it's a strange decision to me. And, and also the finances are such that, this movie costs them about $200 million to make. There's 57 million Disney Plus subscribers. If half of them pay $30 for this movie, Disney's like doubled or tripled their profits or something. I mean, it's it's financially, I just simply don't understand the decision. And there's also, the terrifying thing is that I've already read reports that this is a test balloon for them. And if it goes well, Black Widow is going to get the same treatment. And Black Widow, of course, a movie that, you know, that character's been through so much. She deserves so much better than what she's gotten already. And if it ends with her getting saddled with this ho-hum Disney Plus release, we have to pay $30 to get it. That's going to be a terrible, terrible ending for that character. Uh, I don't want to put the card ahead of the horse, but it just, uh, yeah, not a good, not a great decision by, by Disney. It just um, leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess we don't have to talk about this too much. I mean, it sounds like we're all in agreement. This is bad. Again, you know, we, we love dissenting opinions around here, if only because it gives us more to talk about. So you, you have our Twitter handles already. Hit us up. Tell us if you, first of all, if you're excited for the movie. Second of all, if you're excited enough to pay $30 to see it. Essentially um, 40 if you don't already have Disney+. Plus. Right. I'm just thinking I mean, right here I'm sitting and I'm like, what could I buy for $40? I could buy so many things for $40 that would last me longer than this two-hour movie. There's like you could for forty dollars you could buy honestly I mean it's a weird argument because like for ten dollars you could buy a video game that would last you however many times as many multiple times as many hours as the runtime of Mulan and give you the same amount of enjoyment so it's just I don't know movies are weird that way but I guess I'm just not excited enough for this movie to want to pay thirty dollars for it but again we're just three people so let let us have it right now we're gonna take a break but before we do. Of course, we would be remiss if we did not shout out our fantastic, fantastic. I said fantastic. We can leave that in the edit. Don't don't cut that out. 
because listen our patreon producer ben jackness is fantastic he's also fantastic for any and we we appreciate him and thank him for for being our producer so uh ben supports us on patreon at the night level and as a result he gets a producer shout out like the one i just gave him and messed up uh and he also gets input into our game segment every week and the occasional guest spot which is coming up soon hint hint ben like i said that's the night level he also gets access to the monthly secret segment and the monthly vlog so you want to be as cool as ben if you're not quite as cool as ben there's also a second level of support which is the squire level which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog and then of course there's also the lowly page which gets you access to the monthly secret segment so for more of the details you can head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast for more of the details thanks again to ben we'll take a short break and come back to talk about the xfl hey this is ken m padawan j coach duffy from the ocho duro parlay hour podcast Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right. Guys, the XFL, not the NFL. The XFL, you remember the XFL. Uh, it's the alternative football league that's been around for a while, but hasn't really ever been popular. Uh, owned, uh, sorry, not currently owned, created by WWE chairman Vince McMahon. You know that guy you see in the GIFs? He's really, he's got, he's got that overreactive quality. He's like, he likes stars in wrestling events. I don't understand Vince McMahon. Uh, anyways, this isn't about him. This is about the XFL. They tried to come back in 2020. That was their big comeback year. They had a bunch of investors. They had a bunch of money. They actually had a bunch of games. You may remember back in the spring, back when sports were dying, they were one of the ones that managed to keep things going uh, for a while, and they eventually died, like all other sports did and are now returning. Anyways, that's not what this is about either. Uh, guys, they were purchased uh, by someone you may know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his ex-wife, Danny Garcia. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, and also Jerry Cardinale's investment firm, Redbird Capital. They all spent $15 million combined to buy the XFL, which in my opinion is a bargain. Let's start at the start. Can you imagine purchasing a company with your ex-wife? I mean, I mean they, must be on great, <laughs> they must be on great terms. I mean, that's, that's kind of... Obviously, they've been right. through some stuff together, so they know they must be good business partners, right? I wonder if it started as a conversation when they were married, like, oh, you know, it'd be great, honey, let's buy the XFL. And then they divorced. And they're like, well, we could still do the XFL thing. You know, like, it's, it's, I want to know the timeline. In any case, this offer was the only qualified proposal that went through before the league was supposed to be auctioned off. I do think $15 million is a bargain. I think there's a lot of potential here. I think, I think this season, you know, if the pandemic hadn't happened, it would have picked up a significant amount of steam. You know, doing things in the off months, in the spring when the nfl is is in recess basically there are people who want football all year round i think i could be one of those people i wasn't this year but i could be the fact that Dwayne the rock johnson is apparently like the figurehead of the league now i feel i feel neither good nor bad about okay um get this though. go ahead yeah hit me there is a town in maryland called rockville they need to relocate a team to rockville call them the rockville rocks and then the jerseys can just have a giant like screen print of the rock. Think about how terrifying that would be. If you're on the opposing team, you're the quarterback and like 10 rocks are just coming at you. Do you think he would agree to coach? 
I'm for that only if it's like early rock where he had a full head of hair and did that super, super aggressive eyebrow lift. I want the rundown rock. The rundown is my favorite with the rock movie. And if you haven't seen that movie, you need to go watch it right now. Pause the podcast. I don't even care. Uh, it's probably streaming for free somewhere. It's not a very good movie. There's also a town in Illinois called Rockford. So there's a lot of options here. So rock wise essentially they should only find cities with rock in the name and it can just be called like the rock xfl i'm sure that wouldn't go over well because like population density wouldn't be great probably in a lot of these towns because they'd really have to go digging i'm sure to get enough rock based teams but could you imagine that would be so much fun and then it would be all of the jerseys could just be different versions of the rock, different stages. You can really widen your scope and go to places like Boulder. I think there's a Boulder, New Mexico. Ooh. That'd be good. I think Boulder, Colorado would probably love it. Yeah. I'm sure there's a town named like Gravel. I don't know that. <laughs> I'm making that up. There's probably a town named Pebble. You could get a bunch of different towns that are named different rocks to be in, in this league. Uh, we shouldn't gloss over, though. This is also the... F- Danny Garcia, hope, again, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, becomes the first and only female sports league owner independent from a team, uh, which is pretty cool. So shout out to her. Uh, we were talking uh, bef- uh, on, during the break looking at this article, how imposing this woman is. This woman could ask me to do anything and I would do it because she looks pretty strong and also pretty professional. Shout out to her. I would love to see the XFL make a comeback. Uh, personally, I think it's fun. I honestly, I think think there's enough appeal. Like you said, there are a lot of people who want to see football all year round. And I I think, oh man, what was the other league that busted after? The the USFL? I mean, there's been a bunch. Yeah, whatever, whatever the last league was that didn't do very well and like folded after half a season. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity out there. You just have to get it right. Because I mean, we even see... In Major League Baseball, there's obviously lots of different tiers of baseball underneath the MLB, but I think people would just show up. I mean, people go to college football and high school football games because they love football that much. Give more people an opportunity to go to a professional football game and they will definitely take it, at least here in the United States. Well, and there's also an opportunity for for players too. I mean, you've seen the statistics that, you know, how many college teams are there in the country that there's people that play on college teams and then they can't you know, they don't get drafted because like 1% of all football players get drafted into the NFL to have another place for them, I think could be valuable. Um, I, you know, I, I, th- I think there could be a demand for this and I'm, I'm very into the idea. Uh, generally, like I said, I feel neither good nor bad about the rock being involved, but, uh, we just figured we would, we would mention it. So yeah, shout out to Dwayne, the rock Johnson, shout out to Danny Garcia and shout out to the XFL. I should know what some of the teams are by this point. Again, they played like half a season almost, um, but I don't. Yeah. Shout out to the XFL. We're going to move on now to the next segment of the show called What Are You Up To Wednesday? Where we talk about what we've been up to. And actually, we've had a week gap from this. I don't think we talked about this last week. We didn't have time. We have time now, so we can do some catching up. Uh, we'll start with Tectic. It's a Tectic starts kind of day, I feel like. It's been a Tectic starts multiple weeks so far. So the biggest thing that kind of we've been up to is we started playing Grounded, um, which is free to play on Game Pass. It's the trial game, but it's got a lot to it. And all in all, not bad. We really, really enjoyed it. If you are looking to get started into this game and you want to know what it's like, it's similar to Ark Survival Game, which you start off with basically nothing 
and you get materials and slowly craft larger items, more advanced items, and then you just progress to getting more and more advanced tools, more advanced building materials, more advanced weapons, etc. Until you have a, a pretty sweet layer and you're safe from harm and you can kill all the bugs. Because remember, we're tiny. Yeah, I actually really had a lot of fun with this game because we played it together and I usually am not really into big survival games i don't like it i don't like micromanaging all of the different health things like i don't like having to think about eating and drinking and temperature and stuff like that which was one of my biggest gripes when i tried to play arc because tactic was really big into arc at one point and so grounded feels like a little bit more of a dummy down version that's more accessible like you still have to worry about eating and drinking but it never really feels as like urgent as a lot of the other survival based games that i've tried you might even you might even say it's more grounded it is more grounded i like that right and like i think i had a lot more fun with it than i anticipated i know when we watched the trailer like you guys said you were really interested and i was like yeah i mean it looks kind of cool i'll probably play it if it's if tactic wants to and it's free and i could see myself going back when the game is complete because i think my only complaint is as tactic said this is still in game preview. So in terms of like the story content, it was extremely limited. Like I think we could have bolted through the story content in maybe an hour or two, but we had a lot of time to just explore. Like the world that they built was incredible. Like just running around surrounded by tall grass and dandelions and trees and like mega sized picnic tables and finding a baseball that's like the size of a house, which is super cool. So I was a fan. I've never hated spiders more. And, and I'm not a guy that's afraid of spiders. I just, they're so annoying and I didn't like them. But all in all, I'd give it a good rating. I'd say try it out, especially if you liked Ark. This is Ark on easy mode and uh, have fun with it. Right on. Nerd Bomber, all right, anything to add that you've been up to? Uh, yeah. So after many, many years of holding out, we have finally started watching Stranger Things. And my okay. goodness the hype how did how did you hold out that long you know i don't know so we always meant to watch it but we'd be watching something else like when the seasons would come out and then they would be like oh well it's renewed for another season and you guys know me i like to wait for a show to be over and then i'll just like binge it straight through and so like i know going into this that there's going to be a season four on the horizon and i'll have to wait oh, a year yeah. but like big time that's pretty much any show now and i'm just I'm getting used to it because like I kind of went through my crop of shows that are finished and so I just have to make do with the ones that aren't but oh my goodness so I didn't think that the show could live up to its hype because let's be real it got such universal acclaim everywhere and it felt like it was pretty much in your face you couldn't turn the tv on you couldn't go to like a comic-con you couldn't watch any like news program without something about stranger things and real deal it is the real deal. It's a, it's really good. I was hooked. The fir- I think we finished the first season in like two days or something like that, right, Tactic? Yeah, it was we. It was just like we'd look at the clock and go, eh, another episode. <laughs> You're the kind of gal nerd bomber who gets the heebie-jeebies on occasion. Uh, I know people who refuse to watch this show because they they think it's too scary. Do you want to weigh in on the scary factor? I don't personally think it's that scary. It's not, but pe- but people do. It's creepy. There's several like jump scary moments throughout the first season, at least. So we're halfway through season two. So I don't know if it gets creepier down the road, but there, I mean, it's there's a difference between creepy and scary. 
and yeah, like, like creepy it's a vibe basically yeah the, i think the atmosphere of the show is creepy but i never finished the episode like totally freaked out and paranoid like i do with a lot of horror movies like there was no time when i had to like really avert my eyes there was no time when i super jumped i think there was like right. one jump scare that got me like there was no i have to go around the house and lock the doors because i'm freaked out type thing so I think in terms of scariness, I wouldn't worry about it too much. If you're okay, I'm trying to think of like something comparable. If you could get through like something like the Twilight Zone or if you could play something uh, yeah. like a, a video game that has monsters, but not a lot of jump scares, I think that would be a good kind of similarity. Like if you can sit through a game like that and not freak out, then you should be okay. Bearing in mind that you both are in season two, halfway through season two, uh, who's your favorite character? Brief, brief quiz who's your favorite character and why i'll start i'll i'll, I'll get think get things going i think if, at one point i was definitely i wanted hopper to be my dad but i think i'm actually a steve harrington guy no way personally. oh yeah oh, he's still kind of yeah. like a mega douchebag no comment i mean a lot of it has to do with his hair i'll, I'll own that Just i mean he was like show. almost irredeemable in season one until the very end and i don't want to like spoil it for people but like he was pretty the part where he comes in with the baseball bat though oh best part of this is of that yeah. season when he comes in with the baseball bat oh my god it's amazing uh but i yeah i do want hopper to be my, he, be had my a, dad. he had a lucky strike really jonathan was the guy being holding it down being a good man <laughs> you are you are you are stray i think <laughs> my favorite so far is either hopper or actually joyce byers and here's why she's freaking like you think she's mental the entire time she's got the stuff figured out like she's one step ahead of everybody she's piecing the puzzle together no one believes her but everyone's like oh i didn't think of that yeah and she's just like you know what you mother effers think i'm out here crazy but i know what's going on you just need to believe me so probably between the two of those because Honestly, those two are pretty much the most badass in the entire show, in my opinion. Wait, wait, wait. What about my guy, Bob? Come on. Let's talk about Bob for Ugh, a second. No, we're, never listen we're, to Bob. We're only in like four episodes so of lame. season two, and Bob is not great. Bob's my, Bob, Bob's my guy. I also love, uh, shout out to, I don't know his name in the show, but Mike's dad. Best character. <laughs> you know Mike's dad? He's, He's just so like vanilla always, wafer. <laughs> <laughs> he's always just like sitting in an easy chair not really doing much of anything mike's like i'm going out he's like have a good time that's like his entire contribution to the show so what, to mike's dad mike's parents by the way they have like no grasp on what their kids are doing oh, whatsoever she's always there's like yeah my daughter's having sex with the whole town there's a lost child that just like sleeping in their basement and they have no idea they're really yeah they're they're in touch with like, their children did they not go down to do laundry ever i'm assuming their laundry was in the basement like did they go well, weeks without doing laundry how did they well, not see she, her she stayed in the little in the little thing they made they remember they built a little blanket fort for her okay she's question good. though she's good you're yeah. a parent you walk downstairs uh, yeah. you see a blanket fort with the light on you don't lift the blanket up to turn the light off while your kid is at well, school everyone knows all dads everywhere would would make the the pun what are lights what does electricity grow on trees and then they turn the light off everyone knows that but we all know the dad was in the lazy chair so right the dad doesn't do the laundry in that household i'll tell you that if only because it was the 80s and for, uh tactic your favorite character i'm drawing a blank on his name now but bob uh lisp <laughs> bob. and very food oriented dustin dustin 
Thank you. Justin. No. I relate so hard to him as a character. <laughs> I, I was on board. I was on board with him until the beginning of season two. And then I was like, you're so stupid. Why are you doing this, kid? I would do the same thing. I know for a fact I would do the same thing. No. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a Dustin, unfortunately. Well, fortunately. He's cool. He's cool. I'm, I'm a Dustin. You guys, you guys are in a good place because season two, I, I think season three is better than season two. I think really? season two is also very good, but I think season three is better than season two. So, so what was the best season overall, in your opinion? Oh, season one. Season one is still the best yeah. season. Do you uh, think we're all going to stick with our favorite characters as we progress? <sighs> um, I feel like if I say it's a spoiler, so I'm, I'm going to I'm going to refrain. But yeah, enjoy yourselves. I'm really excited for you guys. That's that's big. Stranger Things. You're, you're joining uh, joining society. And the crazy thing to me is that I somehow went in and nothing is spoiled for me so it's like watching it fresh without any of like the crazy hype and like the thing is too so for me i went into this thinking that this was all something in their head and they were playing a D game because the show was sold to me from various people that if you like D, you're basically gonna like the show because it's like their D adventure coming to lives for them so i was like okay so this is like them having like playtime imaginary adventure but no it's no. not like that at all they just Much happen better. to call the monster the Demogorgon. That's the only, it's like the only way it hooks into D and D. They're like, "Oh, what if it's the monster is just like the Demogorgon from World of Warcraft?" And they're all like, "Yeah." So it's like a very pleasant surprise to me because I was expecting something totally different, and I'm liking this. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, yeah, well, there, there's there's an episode coming up for you that we have to specifically talk about, but you haven't gotten to it yet. I and, like to I like to envision that this show is from a kid's perspective of like there's like a child abductor in their town but i don't know how the other scenes play out so i don't know if that's gonna hold true and like will has like ptsd from it but i think it's like episode seven or eight in that season when you get to you'll know when you get to it and you'll be like oh we gotta talk to illegal about this just you'll see it exciting I my uh, what are you up to is much less exciting but i do want to shout out like four things so i'm gonna try and be rapid fire First things first, uh, started a new show on Netflix that you've probably heard of called Dark. Have you guys heard of this show? Uh, it's Somehow German. this has escaped me. So actually, incidentally, it's like so far, it's like German Stranger Things. And uh, we're, we're in season one. We're about halfway through. Uh, it's very good. It's very German. We watch it with subtitles. We tried the English dub. It was horrendous. So pro tip for all the listeners out there looking to try this show. Do not use the English dub. It's like the worst voice acting I've ever heard. But it's a great show so far. It's, it's also a little bit like Lost. There's a large ensemble of characters. They get involved into some supernatural hijinks in a small town. Uh, into that. I also want to shout out a YouTube channel. We were talking about the XFL a little bit ago as being a sport that could... At one point, it was kind of the sport oasis during the pandemic. Well, I know baseball and hockey are coming back now. and Basketball is coming back or is already back. But in the meantime, in the interim, there was a, uh, a sports oasis in the form of hopefully i'm pronouncing this right jelly's marble runs are you guys familiar with the marble runs youtube channel no nope. marble olympics it's exactly what it sounds like it's an olympics complete with like 20 events and there's and the teams are teams of different color marbles and i would encourage you to look it up it's jelly's marble runs jelly i've is seen this j-e-l-l-e -L -L -E. yeah it's addicting to watch surprisingly spellbinding uh, also, it was on featured on an episode of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. He actually is sponsoring this season. <laughs> uh, it was one of his coronavirus episodes. So, that, a shout out to that. Um, 
I just finished Salem, Salem's Lot, which is one of Stephen King's older and more popular books about vampires, which have always scared me since I was a kid. So that was very good, very scary. Top five Stephen King for sure. Uh, but most importantly, the thing I want to mention, I started Borderlands on the Switch. Yes. And I've had some conversations with both Nerdbomb Rantactic about my character choice. Now I'm playing solo. I'm not, I'm not in co-op mode, which, which I, I've gathered is kind of important. Uh, I started out as Mordecai and quickly learned that I'm not a good sniper and, or I don't have the patience for it. So I switched to Roland and it's going a little bit better so far. I think that game is pretty hard when you're by yourself. I've already hit a couple of bosses that have killed me. Death in that game is treated very interestingly where you just kind of respawn and they cut to charge you money and you can just go back in and fight the boss again without like losing anything so it's not a huge deal but definitely enjoying it so far it's a good shooter looter a lot of loot a lot of inventory management but even I mean having a pleasant way even having like one person it exponentially increases your chances for success because you'll fall down and you can be like picked back up without having to restart the boss fight oh you mean the when you have to shoot huh so if the boss kills you their health yeah. bar goes all the way full if i remember oh correctly. right right yes yes if you fall down, you don't respawn. You, they can rescue you and you can keep going. And so being solo is just making it exponentially harder for you for no reason. Right, right. I, I don't know how they scale like bo- the difficulty of bosses and bosses' health with how many players there are. But there have definitely, there's been at least a couple of occasions where I've been like, okay, this, this part of the game is either explicitly designed to be played by more than one person or it's just really hard. And I would, I would guess it's the former, but I'm definitely enjoying myself. I'm going to stick with that for a while. I actually have the Borderlands. I think it's the collection. So it's the first one, the second one and the pre-sequel, I believe. So pretty excited about that. I think you're in for a treat when you get to two, because I think of those three games, two was probably my favorite. They like hone in a lot of the, the game mechanics. And I think the story is a little bit more compelling. At least for me, it was more compelling. Now, do I play one, two, and then the pre-sequel or one, the pre-sequel and two? Oh, uh, I, I legitimately don't know. Do it in order at which they were released. Yeah, I would say one, two, and then the pre-sequel because a lot of the stuff in the pre-sequel, like a lot of the jokes, I don't know if you would get because the story is very tied into what happened in two. So I right. think they kind of rely on you knowing what happened to get a lot of right. the jokes. And that's what I would have guessed, but I wanted to make sure. So yeah, that's what's going on in my life. Uh, stuck inside during the pandemic. You know how it be. A lot of video games to be played and I'm, uh, I'm making hay with that, so good times who is our quiz master today all i know is it's not me so i am the quiz master for today and for the first time ever we actually had a tie when it came to our quiz survey so if you guys don't know um our patrons at the five dollar and fifteen dollar tiers can help vote on what quiz topics we do every week and this week there was a tie so the way that we're going to do it is we're going to do one topic this week the next topic next week but for this week the topic is tea so this is going to be prices right style it's all numerical based answers here uh we'll, we'll have tactics start by answering the first one and let's just get right into it how many gallons of tea are consumed each year in america america 17 million gallons. Okay. I drink tea every weekday. It is more than 17 million. It is 24 million. All right. So Illegal gets the point. It's actually 3.6 billion gallons for the entire nation. Okay. A little, little low. A tight order of magnitude away. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, I love tea. I only drink like three kinds of tea and they're all the most boring kinds, but I love tea. So I should win this. 
Turkey actually leads the world in tea consumption. How many pounds of tea does each person consume per year? Mm. So this is pounds of like dry tea leaves. Right. Tea is light because it's just leaves. But this is going to be a deceptively high number. A hundred pounds. All right, Tactic, what do you got? It's way higher than that, I think. Per person. I just oh, per have person? to. I just have to throw that out there per person. <laughs> you thought I thought you thought I was going to say a hundred pounds for the whole country. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go six pounds. Wow, tactic was actually very close. So it's seven pounds of tea every year. No, it's a hundred. Well, come on, they're the leading country. Our tea is pretty light. So now I'm going to ask you, how many cups of tea will one pound of tea leaves make? Oh, gee whiz. Okay, well, Tactic goes first. I'm going to start extrapolating because you can you can kind of figure it, right? Yeah, I'm doing the math right now in my head, but I don't want to I don't want to share my answers. You said one pound. Yes, I said how much does one pound of tea make? How many cups? How many cups? Okay. Are we talking like little teacups or like actual cups? The statistic I found just said cups. Thirty-two so. cups. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's way. That's not enough at all. I mean, th- think about it. If you're in Turkey, you're probably drinking tea every day, right? 365 days a year, seven pounds. It's, I mean, by that logic, I'm going to, I think it's closer to 50, but I'm going to say 40. I'm going to hedge. I'm going to say 40. All right. So you got that right. One pound of loose tea leaves will create up to 200 cups of tea. Okay. So we're both idiots. So they're drinking tea. That means, again, if you, if you extrapolate it out, that means the average person in Turkey is drinking what? Seven times 200, 1400, four, four cups of tea a day. I mean, that's not that crazy, though. Consider the following. How many cups of coffee do some people drink every day at work? Some people, not the average person. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you're right. I mean, uh, there are days when I will, because so if I drink coffee, I'll just have one cup of coffee. But if I'm a tea drinker for the day, I'm going to have like, slamming tea. I'll have like two or three cups of tea. Oh, well, sure. Okay, so I'm winning. This is, God, this is weird. Yep. So how much <laughs> caffeine is in one serving of black tea. And this is in milligrams. Gee whiz. This is actually a number that I should know because at one point I was very focused on this because coffee, I, I would like to drink coffee every day, but it upsets my stomach because I like the getting the jolt of caffeine. So I drink black tea on weekdays because it has the highest caffeine content out of all tea. I'm going to say 10, but that's I'm pretty sure that's wrong. 10 what milligrams. What do you got, Tactic? I'm going to say 11. All right, so Tectic gets this point to tie it up. One you serving jerk. of black tea has about 40 milligrams of caffeine in it, which is actually equivalent to what can be found in most sodas. So we've got a tie game, guys. I've got, up. I've got three questions on a tiebreaker left, but I don't think we'll need the tiebreaker based on this distribution. Next question. In 2018, the tea market industry was worth how much money? <sighs> okay, Tectic goes first this time, right? Yep. So I can do the stupid w- plus one trick to him. Okay. $576 million. No, 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 no. $1 billion. Okay. Based on the number that you gave for America and how much how much tea they drink, that was in the billions if I remember correctly, this is at least $3 billion. All right. So you did get this one right. The market... Industry was worth $52.1 billion. It's a lot of I mean, tea. England, England's made a tea, man. The whole country is just tea leaves sitting on top of the ocean. At least we were in the order of billions. Yeah, this we were closer true. that time. So next question up. 
The most expensive tea you can buy is called Golden Tips. How much does it cost per gram? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a child. Golden Golden Tips. How much does Golden Tips cost per gram? Yep. I mean, it's made of gold, so it's cost per gram. Are we talking dollars? What's the unit? Yeah, dollars. <sighs> per gram. I mean, this is this is $200. This is this is the good stuff. I think it's $76. I am very impressed. Illegal, you got this right on the money. It costs $200 $200. per gram. Currently, you are winning by four to two. Texas can't come back and win it. But I do want to get to this last question just because I think it's pretty interesting, fun fact type thing. What is the average productive life of a green tea plant? What's defined as productive? Like when it's like alive? Uh, That it produces tea for tea <laughs> it, it, it makes leaves man i don't know <laughs> and this is What's in years average? it's not in months or anything like that wow the lifespan of a green tea plant all right i have a theory on this one but i'm gonna wait to see what tactic says of course i think it's something that would surprise all of our listeners so i'm gonna say 23 years oh no see it's longer than that dude i mean tea green tea is that thing you know like if you get, ever get sick with anything someone somewhere is like drink green tea Green tea is like supposed to be the key to like vitality. This is like 50 years. I'm going to say 50 years. I have nothing to lose. All right. So illegal, you busted. Tectic gets this one. The answer is in the range from 30 to 40 years. And ah. actually cultivated tea plants reach their maximum production level after about four to five years. And then they can be productive for 30 to 40. And they're actually usually harvested about four to five times per season. So fun fact, your tea leaves tea plants. are long boys they they live a long time yeah I, I used to drink green tea with lemon every day then i drank earl gray and lady gray and now i drink uh, golden tips every day <laughs> uh, just kidding if I, if I could afford golden tips like i feel like it probably tastes like butt too you know what i mean tastes like, what like does gold, gold tastes like yeah i wouldn't know i feel like it's got to be one of those things like caviar where it's like super expensive but also tastes terrible right like super you salty eat it and good and you act like it's good but you actually hate it Yep. I, I'm an Earl Grey every day, man. So I'm, I, I should have won this quiz and I managed to do it thanks to the quiz maker and, and thanks to all my adoring fans out there who were cheering me on. This, that's the end of this episode, but never fear. We'll be back next week for our usual slate of fun. Uh, in the meantime, you should all stay safe. Be well. Be nice to each other. Hit us up on Twitter. You, you know the deets. We, we dropped them earlier in the episode. And also, uh, if you want, you can hit us up on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Tell us how great or terrible we are, depending on your inclination. And uh, we'll read those and presumably utilize the information in some way. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Uh, we love doing this. Hopefully you love listening. Hopefully you're a long-time listener. Or even if you're a first-time listener, come back again next week. We'll see you then. Have a good week.